thank you for your response to the presence of the Lord. As always, just a good, good moving of the Spirit of the Lord. I feel like God did some things for us here. Amen. I feel like God began some things, reminded us again that he's God, nothing impossible with him. Romans chapter 13, verse number 11. <clears throat> Amen. If you have your Bible and would like to turn, Amen. That would be good. Uh, if you don't, if you don't have your Bible, or if you don't want to turn, Amen. Just look straight up here, and you will have it right up here, right in front of you. Well, we're just so convenient here. Hallelujah. You want to read a scripture, and then just maybe preach just a little while to you. Praise God. Still early enough. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of Christmas being on Sunday, here's how we did it. We just planned. Uh, at our house, we're going to have uh, Christmas Eve dinner, and uh, it'll, we'll. I told the kids, listen, bring the grandkids. You know, come on. Uh, but but we're going to do it, and then but we're not going to go real late on Christmas Eve night. We're, you know, we're going to have our like the afternoon or whatever, whatever time on Christmas Eve, because we're going to have our Christmas Day free. Hallelujah! We're planning on it already. Planning on it now. And so uh, let get the word out to your kids, those that would hinder you and slow you down and plan God out of the situation. You know, the world has God on the list, maybe, but he's way, way down on the list somewhere. We get around the church and whatever God's doing, and we do it. We, we're not doing that, okay? We're just going to put God on the top, amen, and uh, get our partying out of the way and have fun, enjoy your families, but just set aside. And it's not all day on Sunday. Brother Johnson already announced no Sunday school. You have to get here early or anything. 10.30, worship starts, and we'll have some church. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said amen. 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 Romans 13 and 11, and knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's closer than when we started out. You hear people make the statement, well, I've been hearing God's coming back all my life. Well, that means it's closer now. That's what that scripture said. This doesn't mean God's not gonna come back just because he didn't come back yet or in your lifetime or as long as you can remember, that doesn't mean God's changed his mind. He still said he was coming, and Paul said, hey, it's nearer now than it was back then. Verse 12, skip to verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Hallelujah. It's like, it's like God said, I have this available for you. But it's like it's, you know, my kids and grandkids, I would say, it's cold out, son. But you have to, and there's your coat, and it can keep you warm. But the coat, you know, it's just there. You have to reach out and take it and put it on. You put on the armor of the Lord. You put on whatever God has. You put on righteousness. You put on goodness. You put on whatever God has here. It's some doing on our part. Hallelujah. I'd like to preach to you, amen, if the Lord would help me today, simply entitled, What Time Is It? What time is it? Hallelujah. Look around, smile at somebody, amen. Compliment them, the tie is pretty, good hairdo. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. 
Hallelujah. That always brings a smile. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what time it is. Paul, according to the scripture, he said it's high time. (laughs) It's high time that we awake out of our sleep. You know, Job described a person's lifetime. Just, you don't have to turn there or anything. We use these, normally we use these scriptures in funerals, all right? It's sad time. But Job describes a person's lifetime. He said, a man is born of a woman, he's just a few days. In other words, just a short span of time. And then he added something else. He said, and full of trouble. We got trouble. We've got problems. Situations that we have to deal with, I mean, almost on a daily basis. Now, James... Amen. The bishop, he called life a vapor. Amen. That appears for a little while and then it's vanquished by a puff of wind. That's how life really is. Now, you don't realize, I'm not going to go into long dissertation here about life and time. I just want to just kind of, your mind will take this and take off with it and do the preaching that's needed. But let me tell you something. The older I get and the more I stay here, the more I see how quickly time gets past us. Remember in the summer, remember when you were in elementary school and you, I can remember back that far and you got off for the summer. Remember those long days? And of course, we're from the South, and there was long, hot days. And summer seemed to never end. A long, long, now the kids get out of school, and you're you know, kind of like, man, I don't know if we're going to make it through this or not. And then, you know, but in a little while, they're going back to school. It just goes by. Amen. Just a little while ago, amen, we were celebrating the new year. And here we are, just in a few days, we'll be celebrating another new year. It just slips by. It's always done that. We just didn't recognize it and didn't realize it until we stayed around for a while. Amen. This small amount of time that each of us has been allowed must be cherished and appreciated, or at least it should be, all right? We need to think about how valuable time is. You know, the younger we are, and I was this way, it seemed like we could waste time like we had a reservoir of time just, we could just keep, you can't do that. Once you lose that time, it is gone forever. My point is this, the year is about up. Time in this year is just about gone. And if we've not accomplished and done some things in this year, it's, it's too late now. You can't call that back. Amen. There's things that need to be done, need to be accomplished. Amen. I look at the young people. Amen. And I, I, I wish to God that I would have spent more time studying and, and zeroing in on, you know, on, on things that were of value in this life, not just in the life to come, but in this life. Why? Because this world needs somebody around here to make an impression on them. And why is that? Because our witness becomes much more powerful and it means more if we've accomplished something or done something in life. 
There's a reason for this. You know, I, I don't want you just to be somebody where you can make a lot of money. That's a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. But I want you to do good and well so you can witness. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, that's where it all started, folks. And in Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth, we are witnesses for the Lord. We are not an island. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there's a part of us, uh, you know, we might, we're on that island part, like it's just me, it's just my decision. If I want to go to hell, I'll just go to hell. If I want to be lost, I'll just lost. You know, no, no, no. That's not how it, it, it works. Amen. You know, there is a part of us, even when we die, that doesn't die. Amen. Amen. This is what makes our time so much more valuable here in this life, on this earth. Our DNA is passed on down, not only just influence. If you don't have kids, at least you you still have some kind of influence. But especially the DNA that we all have, it's passed down to our children, to our grandchildren, for generations to come. Can I just like get right where somebody's living right now that's just about to make a goofy decision, just about to quit, just about to give up and not give God a chance to do what God does? God wins every time. God wins every battle. Amen. He's in charge of every situation. So we should ask God to help us with these decisions that we have to make every day. Amen, amen. Listen, think about it a moment. Every choice we make moves us closer or farther away from something. Where are your choices taking you? What's it accomplishing? Like the guy said, you know, if you just four years of college, you know, the guy said, well, Lord, in mercy, I'll be 40 years old. But he said, well, well, how old will you be if you don't take these, these courses four years from now? <laughs> Has nothing to do with it. It's amazing how we, how we, we figure that, oh, look how old I'll be if I do that. Well, how old are you going to be if you don't do it in four years? See, we, we're not thinking right. We need to let God, amen, come in here and help us. We need to get our, ba- our brain baptized in the Holy Ghost. Let him help us with our decisions, with our choices. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. What, what do your behaviors demonstrate? Remember, here, remember we're a world. We're, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, but we're witnesses to the world. Amen. So, so what, what are we demonstrating to the world? Amen. What are, you saying, what are you saying yes or no to every day? I, I want to make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. Hallelujah. In other words, I want to stay on focus here. Listen, when I came into the church, I hate to say this, amen, but there's a part of me that's kind of proud of it. In 1962, when I came into church, I was 12 years old. Y'all figure out how old I am now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm 60, none of your business years old. <laughs> Hallelujah. Old enough to sleep by myself now. Praise God. (laughs) 
But when I came into the church, they preached some things I can't get away from, Brother Green. They, they, they preached to us right out of the word that those who did not have God in their life was lost souls. They were lost. See, that was a, I've talked about it a little bit lately. What a, somebody said, you can't scare people. You know, I, don't, I understand that. People need to make their choices, all right? But, but a little fear, in fact, the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need to be a little fearful. In fact, the Bible said it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Amen. A God who sits in heaven. The Bible said heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. You're talking about a God. We can't compare it. Our mind is so finite. We can't figure that out. It doesn't, it doesn't comprehend how great and how awesome and how wonderful God is and what he can do, all right? Amen. People use his name in vain every day. They don't even think twice about it, disrespect him because they don't know who he is and they have no clue what he's about. But they preach things right out of the word of the Lord that scared the daylights out of us. But you talk about a motivator. <laughs> Somebody says, oh, we don't need all that scary stuff. We don't need all that doom. Maybe we do. Maybe we do need a little of that. Hallelujah. Praise God. But Jesus said some things that not a lot of people don't, pre they water it down, all right? I'm just gonna get on this a little while here. Amen. Jesus said, except ye repent. Now notice how he put this. He said, ye shall all likewise perish. He left no wiggle room right there. Well, there may be his case. No, no, no. You gotta repent or you're gonna perish. It's a have to. They preached except a man be born again of water. They didn't just do the third verse of John chapter three. They didn't do that. You must be born again. They went on down to the fifth verse where it said it, it, Jesus was continuing his conversation. He added little as he went along. Except a man be born again of water and spirit. You know what that means. That means water's a baptism. Because when they got just a few days later at Pentecost, they didn't leave out the baptism because they knew what he was talking about. They preached these things to us, amen. He said, you gotta do this or a man gotta do it or he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That sounds pretty straight, isn't it? You know what, we learn things that are just difficult for a lot, or some people do, just difficult things. I mentioned it before. Man has learned how to split an atom you talk about getting into some serious, you know, math and serious stuff here that I don't even know how to talk about it. It's just far out for me. You know, uh, it's just things that we do here. And then, and then it has to be right. Think about, think about a rocket ship being launched out of this world and going out into outer space, maybe to the moon or somewhere. And then not only getting that thing out there, but think about the calculations it's gonna take with the earth rotating on its axis, with its constant movement around the sun, the revolutions, it, it, it just doesn't just sit here. And you gotta, you gotta do the arithmetic and the math. You gotta figure all that, not only getting it out there, but getting it back to the right spot and safe. You think you're just gonna like throw that? Oh well, that's gonna. Nah, we won't worry about that. It'll it'll all work out, or we'll cross that bridge when we get to. Oh, you don't do that. 
You do all of that right. You've got to have it right. And then we come to the word of the Lord. We come to our where our soul is gonna spend eternity and we just kind of lackadaisical, loose about that. No, no, no. Let's get these scriptures also along with the sweet scriptures and the shouting scriptures and the fun scriptures and say, you know what? We gotta take that too. Time's running out, folks. And our world, amen, needs God. And People walk into this church and listen, I, I want to keep my spirit right and I want to be right. I don't want to be ugly or, or, or mean to anybody. I, I don't want to be judgmental. I'm going to try my best not to. And, and people can tell whether you are or not. I said, that's my job. I have to work on that. But, but listen, there's men and women. They need to know the truth. They don't need somebody to say, oh, it's all going to be fine. It's all well. When it, if it is all well, that's good. We need to say that. But if it's not all well, we need to say it's not well. You know, one of those trips to the Philippines, in fact, maybe that last trip when we had hundreds receive the Holy Ghost, and, uh, you know, we, we'd meet for our prayer time, and, and I happened to be leading that group, and, and wonderful, wonderful people, but you always have word from people back home, oh, 1,650, 60, whatever that was, that's just hard, you know, always got people griping, always got people disbelieving. We've been praying for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost for years and hundreds and thousands are receiving it in countries in Africa and have been. Actually, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, amen. I've got a picture of a cloud hanging over. Doug Kleindentz was there in Ethiopia, I believe it was, where, where like 30,000 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at one time. And did you see that? He said, it's one of those panoramic views. All, I mean, just this, it's, it's long, it's long. It spread out over thousands and thousands of people. Amen. And he said, at that moment, they were receiving the Holy Ghost. And I said, yeah, I see that. That's just, that's just awesome. He said, no, let me point out something. He said, now that was a bright, sunshiny day right there. I said, really? But, but in the picture, it had this gray, dark cloud hanging over the whole thing. He said, we took picture after picture. He said, and it showed a cloud here that right during the time that the Holy Spirit of God was being poured out on those people. And you know that people griped and complained and said, I don't believe that, I don't believe that. Why would a Christian not believe God poured out, after, especially after us preaching it for years, that that's what God wanted to do, but that's what you deal with. You have people. And so in that room in, in, uh, in the Philippines, uh, I sat and talked to them. I'm in the back of my mind. I'm, saying, I'm thinking of these critics that say, oh, you know, you had hundreds, you get the Holy Ghost. I said, listen, gentlemen, we're going to pray, and we have been praying, and we're going to pray again. But I said, now listen, we don't want anybody to be counted as receiving the Holy Ghost that didn't get it. But everybody that did get it, we want to count them. We want to give glory to the Lord, amen, and give honor for every single one of them. It ended about 1,500, but then the preachers and the pastors that were helping us, they said, Pastor, oh, listen, you know, you undercounted. There's many, 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 many more than that. And I said, just give us a number. And they said 1,600 and whatever it was, amen. But, but I'm just simply saying, listen, amen, God can do it. It's time, amen, and we don't need to allow critics, amen, amen, to say it didn't happen when it did happen. If they didn't do they didn't get it. That's not our business. But if they did get it, 
Just say they did. And, and don't worry about it. Amen. Except a man be born again of water and spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom. That's just the way that is. You got to be born of water and spirit. We don't know what that means. It was demonstrated in Acts chapter 2 when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent of your sins. They were obeying Jesus. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of you. They were still obeying Jesus. And what's going to happen now? Then you shall receive the gift of that. That's how you get yourself set up for the promise of God. He promised, here's what you have to do, and this is the promise. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have to tell folks that. Listen, right spirit, right attitude, try to get the right approach, but we have to say it. Unfortunately, not trying to pick a fight with any religion, any denomination, but simply the truth is, unfortunately, about 90% of the churches are not preaching that. All right, just said it. Hope I got a good spirit. Hope you don't feel like I got a bad spirit. Amen. Our world has been sold a message that falls short of what God intended for his church, for his people. Christianity, amen, quote unquote, Christianity has bought it. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And then, like I always say, then this is what's preached. Then you don't have to ever think about it anymore because it's already done. Let's deal with that just a moment. I'm gonna move on. Acts 16 and 31, amen, amen. Amplified, and they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, in other words, and thou shalt be saved. They take that, and I say they, the, the, the majority of Christians take this, and then you don't mess with them anymore. In fact, you're a cult, amen. You believe in a work salvation. You don't believe in his grace, and then, then the message goes on and never stops, and then we get stuck somewhere in some kind of a, you know, group that's uh, just, you know, off the deep end kind of a thing here. But, you know, I like the King James, but let's, once in a while I go to the Amplified Version and, uh, and, and just, it does bring it out a little clearer when it talks about believe. I always preach that believe in the Bible, it means a whole lot different than what we believe that believe means. See, I, I, I believe some things, but I really don't know a lot about them, but I, you know, I, I, I believe, but, but you know, uh, let me just let me just let me just read Amplified Version, Acts sixteen thirty one. This same scripture right here. Watch this. Believe on the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Amplified says, and they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in parentheses is what he's going to explain this. Give yourself up to Him. Take yourself out of your own keeping and entrust yourself into His keeping. And you will be saved. Now, here's another thing in parentheses. And this applies both to you and your household as well. What, what applies to you and your household? The believing part or the give yourself up to him, take yourself out of your own keeping and, and entrust yourself into his keeping part. <laughs> we like our human nature takes just belief. I believe Jesus Christ was born. I believe he walked this earth, did miracles. I believe he was crucified. I believe that he resurrected on the third day. I, I believe all that. And so now I'm saved. That is, that is what's being preached. Let me just continue here just a little bit. Amen. This, this is what believe on the Lord Jesus Christ really means right here. Amen. You've got to surrender to God. Give yourself up to him. Listen, we, we have to answer the call to counter this evolution that plagues Christianity with half-truths and dead worship. We got to do this. This is, this is part of our job. This is part of our witnesses. Amen. We all know that all of our good works gets us nowhere with God. We understand that. Amen. However, faith, 
This is the rest of the story, all right? feel like Paul Harvey right here. Amen, amen. Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. Now, we're just gonna leave that alone? In other words, it's not true faith if it has no works. In other words, you can believe that Jesus died and rose again all you want, but if you don't do anything, you don't get anything. It's like the coat hanging there. It's cold outside. Put the coat on. No, I'll just go, I'm just going to believe that that coat would really, really make me warm. You have to reach out. Listen, for a gift, it takes two people. It takes the one giving the gift, and it takes the one receiving the gift. When you walk up here, if you got some, you got a gift for me, and you like, like Pastor, I want to just give you this. And if I just stand here with both hands, right down beside my side here, and I say, "Oh, thank you," what's it going to do? It's going to fall on the floor. I'm not trying to ridicule anybody or make fun of. I'm just, I'm going to bring the point out. This is, I just believe with all my heart, I'm going to get this gift. No, here's, if I really believe, like, ooh, this is for me, thank you. I'm gonna put out probably both hands and take that gift, Brother Johnson. Amen. Well, somebody, oh, that's a work. Yeah, that's right. Faith without works is dead. You know what James said? He said, a man says he has faith. He said, you know what I'll do? He said, I don't have to tell you I got faith. He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. In other words, you're gonna see what I'm doing. You're gonna see me with my hands up. You're gonna see me shouting and giving praise to God. You'll see me make my way to the altar, amen, and say, God, I need help today, amen. I'm weak and undone. That, that could be classed as a work, but that's okay. You're gonna see, we, you know, the world might see work, but I'm seeing faith. <laughs> I saw faith today. I saw it all over the place, amen. Does that make sense? This is the message that we have to get out to a hungry world that's been sold a bill of goods that's not gonna get their feet off the ground when the trumpet sounds. I need some power. I need some authority. In me is nothing but weak human flesh. Amen, I'm not capable, I'm not qualified. So I need this promise of power that he promised every one of us. He said, whosoever will, let him come. That means you, sir. Yes, that means you, ma'am. You can have the baptism of the Spirit. I receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and in the rest. It just continues on. And when Jesus told them that day to repent and be baptized, amen, and they would be filled with the Holy Ghost, he went on to that next verse, that 39th verse. He said, and the promise is unto you and to your children. That meant the next generation. And to all those that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Nowhere in the scripture do we ever find that it stopped. And so we're just gonna keep on preaching it and it'll just keep on happening. If I preach to you, you can receive the spirit. Guess what? It happen, it'll work every time, folks. If you believe that, you walk up here or you don't even have to walk up here. Amen, God will fill you with the spirit. You know what I start telling people that come to the altar? If you'll just do what I tell you to do in about a minute, Maybe even less than a minute, you'll be speaking in a language you've never learned before. Oh, yes, I'm confident in this. To obey is better. I have people who, you know, just won't do it. Like I said, lift up both hands. You know, they just won't do that. That's just a sign of, to see if people will obey or not. That's a sign of surrender. Amen. Amen. 
If you'll just do what I tell you to do, let's begin to thank God. Amen. Of course, we gotta repent first. That's what the scripture says. If it's based on the scripture, amen. I, I, listen, I know it's almost Christmas time. I'll preach a Christmas message next week. Amen. But the year's about up, folks. Amen. I, I, I don't know what we've got gotten accomplished this year. Amen. Personally, I just, I just don't know. Uh, I can see where I could have done better and, I, and I, I, you know, I made some bad decisions and you know, the list goes on and on. So, so the years, I've got to preach this. This is what the world needs and this is what they're hungry for. This is what we shout about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said this to those people who just believe and whatever you do is, you know, works and you can't get saved by it. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. Watch this. It just blows that to smithereens. Why? That they may see your good works and glorify the Father. They just see what you do. Your neighbor sees you every Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday night, whenever you get out of here. They see you driving out, amen. They look over and they, oh yeah. They may be working in their flower beds. They may be cooking on their grill and they see your family driving out. What's that? That's a work. Amen. They see your good works and glorify the Father. Hallelujah. Nothing, listen, it's called a, you know, there's all kind of witness programs. All kinds of uh, outreach, you know, you, you got tracks for this and Bible study, all that's good and well. But that's what I call a, a life style, amen, outreach, a lifestyle, you just keep living right, doing right, witness to people at the, at the drug counter and, you know, in the grocery store and, you know, dress right, act right, put a smile, have a good disposition, that's just a lifestyle ministry, what are they doing, they're seeing your good works, amen, and because of that, amen, they're apt to glorify the Father, oh, hallelujah. I'm feeling my Holy Ghost right here, right now. Amen. And li listen, folks, amen. Let's make sure in our choices that we get this foundation right. And that's what we're talking about right here. It, this foundation is, talk, is what Jesus talked about. His disciples came just days after he preached to them, amen. And they preached the same thing and were using, that's foundational stuff, amen. A building is no stronger than its foundation. The wind and the rain will come, I promise you. Amen. I don't have to be a prophet to figure that out. I've just seen it happening uh, year after year. It, it will come. It will beat against your house. Amen. It has to be built up on a rock. I mean, nobody wants their house to cave in. You don't want your house, but Jesus said that's what's gonna happen if you don't build your house on the rock. What is the rock? It's the wonderful plan that he left us here, amen, to be saved. That's what that is, hallelujah, amen. Listen, what I mean by building your house, we wanna do things that matter. Amen. We want to do things that mean something in life. Something that has value to it, that other folks feel like has value. And, and your witness will mean something to them. What time is it? It's high time to awake out of our sleep. We need a spiritual, supernatural touch from God, amen, to shake us. The fields are white with harvest, but the laborers are few. That's what Jesus said, hallelujah. We need workers to labor in the field. We, we have to get this true message of the gospel out to a lost generation, amen. You know, when you look back on life, what did you do with it? I mean, how, do you, how did you live your, how do you do it now? How do you live your life now? 
Praise God. We need to be thinking about these things. You know, since my life will vanish according to the scriptures here, like a vapor. I mean, it's not gonna be here very long. And I can't save my own life. Here's what I'll do. I will choose my purpose. I'm, I'm gonna die. In other words, I'm gonna give up this life. So I just choose what I give it up on. Could we do that? Is that fair? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what Noah did. Noah was called a fool. He was mocked at. You know, during that time, Noah's day, it had never rained. The Bible said the earth was watered with a vapor. There was no direct sunlight. That's why they lived so long. You know, the sun, sun is good. I mean, you need some vitamin D, but direct sunlight, well, you know, it'll, it'll not good for you. But in Noah's day, they had no, it was like a prism. But Noah, amen, got word from God that it was going, there was going to be a flood. At men of God and women of God, people of God, they're hearing things from God that other folks don't hear. <laughs> the Bible said Noah found grace in the eyes of God. There was a grace operating way, way, way back there, even before the grace dispensation. And God said, I want you to build a boat. He was mocked about doing it. You know what? People come to this church sometimes. It strikes people funny. Amen. Some people mock. That's what they did on the day of Pentecost. They said, these men are drunk with new wine. But Peter said, they're not drunk as ye suppose. <laughs> he didn't say they wasn't drunk. Amen. He said they wasn't drunk as ye suppose. And that's what happens around here. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what, that's what somebody brought out of, you know, when, when, they, uh, when the earthquake 16th chapter of the book of Acts, when the earth shook and the jail came open and, and the jailer came out with his, with his sword ready to, or his dagger ready to take his own life. And uh, Paul said, hey, hey, hold it. Do thyself no harm. We're all here. <laughs> I like to tell people that thinks we're off the deep end, like, no, no, we're all here. <laughs> no, we're not off the rocker yet. It seems like it. We're all here. All right. We've just discovered something in the world, in the word, that most of Christianity have chosen to ignore. That's all it is right here. And all I'm doing is reading and quoting right out of this scripture right here. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna be judged out of this out of the books here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I gotta find a quitting place here. But but let me let me talk about Noah. Just Noah, Noah gave his life. He lost his good years. He lost his health building a vehicle that would save him and his family. What's important to you? Listen, we have, I'm, I'm for a good career. I see Rose here. She's a doctor. You know, I felt really good just having her here. You know, just a, my hat's off. You know, it just it worked. I told her a while ago, I said, I could bring you the mic probably. You know, she's a doctor in an emergency, emergency room doctor. <laughs> I said, I bet you could tell us some stories. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I admire that. I mean, I look up to people who work hard and, and get their education and get their degrees and, and, they, and they go on. But, but here's, the, here's the key right here. That is wonderful. And it will, and I've, as I've been preaching, it will give you a position of witness. Right. If you do something in life, there's others of you that just moved on in life, did done really, really good things that's just, just really, really wonderful. And, and I admire you for this. But the truth is this, we're just gonna grow old and die anyway. Right. 
You can't take any of that with you. You can collect up things. You can get things and just buy stuff. But you know, somebody said it one time. They said, you know, I've never seen a hearse going on the way to the cemetery pulling a U-Haul trailer. Well, you can't take any of that with you. You're just gonna leave, it, it, you know, it's all gonna end. And that's the part that sobers us. That's not gonna stop us. I don't wanna be like the guy that went and bought a bunch of furniture and a bunch of, you know, bought a brand new refrigerator and all that and, and, and you know, bought it on credit and they didn't know how they was gonna pay it. And they said, well, Jesus is gonna come back anyway and so we won't have to pay for it. <laughs> they just thought Jesus was coming back just in it. Well, he can come, but you don't, that's not how you make your decisions. Right. You don't do that. You plan on just being here. At, but, but the point simply is, you, you're gonna leave all of this, whatever you have or whatever you don't have. And that's the part, that's where we come in. We have to get some things right, right. with God. And to do that, we just kind of get in God's word. And we're not trying to preach what's popular and what's the going thing? We just stick with the good word. Hallelujah. And it'll take us through. Hallelujah. Amen. But Noah, amen, was kind of an oddball. But he built the ark that saved his family. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, there are young people that are going to lose their lives. Think about it with me. They're going to lose it on alcohol, drugs, pleasure. It's what you do when you're young. But I know other young people that are going to lose their lives around a Pentecostal altar or in the church choir or teaching a Sunday school class. Why? Because they made a choice. Hallelujah. When all is said and done, you can be on drugs or you can be on the church outreach team. Why? It's a choice. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to lose our life, but it's the choice that matters. And let me just remind you, you do have a choice. Hallelujah. I got to quit, y'all. Let's stand together. Amen. Get some music up here. Amen. I'm praying for somebody to claim your miracle today before you get out of here. I don't, I don't have some fancy closing. Amen. But I'm just believing that somebody... Amen. God has a miracle for somebody, a deliverance for somebody. Maybe you've never received this Holy Ghost that we keep talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just tell you right now, it is available. Thank you, Jesus. What time is it? Hallelujah. Do you know that if you go back in the Old Testament, when David came on the scene, killed Goliath, you know King Saul got very jealous. The Bible tells us that jealousy is crueler than the grave. It got a hold of that man. Now he was the king. What, what else could you ask for? I mean, he had attained a, a place that, that, I mean, very few people would ever reach. But here he was, and because when they would come in from the battle and it was a common thing to have kind of a, a grand entrance to parade and all the soldiers would come in and the people would gather along the streets and they started a song. They said, Saul has slain his thousands, but David hath slain his ten thousands. They loved David. And they loved David. You, listen, you can't stop people from loving who they want to love. You ought to learn how to, we, we all need to learn to rejoice with those that rejoice.
You know what we can do? Let me just do a little human nature here for us. You know what? We can weep with people who weep. That's no problem with us. They down and out, and we just we just cry with them. Oh God help! But the question is, can we rejoice with people who rejoice, or do we do like Saul? Who does he think he is? I'm the king. But you know what Saul did? That you know what that jealousy did in him? Well, I'm preaching to us today. You know what that jealousy did? For 18 years, he chased after David and tried to kill him. Here's how I like to put it. He was trying to kill a man that God wasn't going to let him kill. David called himself a dog. He said, Saul, I'm just a dead dog. Why, why are you sleeping in a cave? And you know, he had his band of men out in the mountains and in the caves. That's where David cut off a piece of Saul's garment one night. Amen. And then the spirit of the Lord or his conscience smote him about that. And he apologized and said, I'm sorry. I had no right to do that. But he did show Saul, I could have had you. I could have killed you right there. But I didn't do it. But he said, Saul, why are you doing this? Saul was wasting his time on something that God was not going to let him accomplish. David was a man after God's own heart, whether you like him or Saul liked him or not. So you're wait, and he said, why are you doing this? It's not gonna accomplish anything if you kill me, I'm just a dead dog. I don't really matter. My question is simply this. What is it that we're spending our time on? What is it that we're giving up our life on? Does it matter? Is it gonna matter in eternity? This is the thing that we need to ask God to help us. These are the decisions that we need to just have a sincere, straight talk with God about. What do I need to do, God? And I promise you, God will lay something on you here. Hallelujah, this is what I need to do. Sometimes it's just be faithful. Sometimes it's just be loyal. Sometimes it's just keep a right spirit and right attitude. Just keep putting one foot ahead of the other. Amen, keep trusting God. Keep believing that your day is coming. Just die living for God. Die being loyal and faithful and true. If I can ever get baptized in Jesus' name, full of the Holy Ghost, then the rest is history. I don't have to worry about any of the rest. God's gonna take care of me and help me and bless me. That's number one. Hallelujah. Boy, I just feel like, I just feel like claiming, amen, some victories for God's wonderful people today. I just feel like somebody's struggling and been, you didn't just start. Amen, but God has help for you. He's got blessings for you. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. I just keep feeling that right now. Sure. Amen. This is this can be the most wonderful time of the year and it can be the worst time of the year. I can't get through a service without bringing it up. Amen. The, the Carr family. Amen. What a time to lose a precious loved one. Right while everybody's rejoicing. They're doing well. They're doing good. I don't know, I don't know if I can handle that. But they got God. And that's what's making all the difference in the world. 
And not only did they have God, Susie had God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He gonna, he's going to do his part. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting his word. Amen. He's going to see us through. No time to give up. It's no time to quit. It's no time to throw in the towel. Amen. If we ever fought the good fight of faith, if we ever stood for truth, amen. I know it's kind of like a fighting match, a boxing match. Amen. Once in a while you see a fight and it's so mismatched. It's like little old Faith over here. He weighs about 120 pounds dripping wet. And he's got old 250 pound doubt over here that he has to fight every day. Let me tell you, I know who's going to win. I don't care if he does weigh 120 pounds. That's faith, folks. Faith is going to see us through. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Don't lose your hope, folks. I said don't lose your hope. It's the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, 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 me just, let me just go ahead in this fight here. Amen. I'm reaching for somebody right now in the spirit. I'm reaching for somebody that needs a renewing in the spirit. Amen. You need a renewing of your faith and your hope. Amen. You may have zero faith. I don't believe that, but you might. But if you have hope, in fact, I know we, we faith, I'm a faith preacher, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says we're saved by hope. Is that in the, yep, it's right in there. Saved by, don't you lose your hope. I'm hoping for some things. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, you start, you know, I had a, I had a cousin one time. In fact, it was my mom's first cousin. This guy, somebody ought to write a book about him. I don't think he got much schooling, much education, but he was smart. He was wise. He was conniving. He was called the guy that just builds sandcastles. He had big dreams. You talk about a happy man. Had nothing, but he had one money-making scheme and get rich scheme after what he had hope he'd just dream it up <laughs> I don't know if he ever did hit it rich you know I don't know I don't think he did <laughs> but he was he just he just a happy guy I don't I, I, I'm not encouraging anybody to just build sandcastles all right unreasonable things but but a little of that might not hurt some of us because sometimes we just see all the bad and everything. Oh, I don't know. How you doing? Well, I just, you know, I'm just hard. No, no. Build a little sandcastle or something. Make you feel better. <laughs> the sun's about to come out. The temperature is about to go up. Amen. Something good's about to happen today and just keep dreaming about it. Whether it happens or not, you'll feel better and your witness will be stronger and better. Hallelujah. (laughs) Be a hypocrite just for a little while. Yeah, let me explain that to you. Just act like things are better. Act like things are good. Oh, I feel victory here for somebody. Listen, 
listen, let me just help somebody right now. You do not deserve what God wants to give you today. Because that's the battle. Somebody, oh, yeah, I didn't live right. I didn't do right. I didn't pray this week. I, I, I just totally ignored my fast day. Maybe, maybe for two or three, maybe even a month. I don't know. So the enemy knows everything to bring up to throw in your face when you start feeling the presence of the Lord like we're feeling it right now. Am I, am I reading somebody right or what? Well, I just don't. Listen, none of us are worthy. You never will be worthy. So let's just get that out of the way right now. God loves you regardless of who you are, what you've done, or what you have not done. And he wants to give good gifts to you and bless you and help you. Amen. It's called the grace of God. It's called the mercy of God. It's called God's long suffering. It's just God. That's who, that's who he is. He wants to help you today. Amen. This altar is open right now while the musicians are singing and playing or whatever they do. Amen. And you know what? There ought to be somebody. Amen. Just be the first one to step out and lead this whole congregation right to the altar here. I want us to get up here and pray one for another. I want to get ready, amen, to lay hands on each other. Help somebody pray through. Help somebody get delivered. Help somebody's faith. Help somebody's hope. Everybody, guests are welcome. Come join with us. We're going to spend a few minutes right here at the altar. Amen. Hallelujah. What time is it? It's high time that we awake out of our sleep. Amen. It's high time that we move, that we do something that we step forward. It's high time that we believe God's promises like never before. Thank you, Jesus. That's right, come on, come close. Come on up close. Invite a friend to come with you. Invite a neighbor. Amen. We're gonna entertain the presence of the Lord here for the next little while. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That's I give myself away so you can Give myself away. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am, here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hand. Lord, I am longing to see your desires revealed in me. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Hallelujah. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. I give my heart.
my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hand. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away, Lord, I give myself away, so you can use me. My life is not my own, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, my life is not my own, Lord, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh, yeah. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Hallelujah. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. 
Yes, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. Withholding nothing, withholding 
nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, say I give you all, I give you all of me, I give you all of me, I give you all of me, I give you I give you all of me, Lord. I surrender. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Oh, say, King Jesus, my Savior forever, Lord. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Oh, say, King Jesus, my Savior forever, Lord. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Hallelujah. Would you just believe with me? Continue to believe even when you walk out this door. Amen. Let's just get a spirit of agreement going right here. Amen. The process of a miracle. Amen. And lives all over this building has already been started, already begun. Could you believe with me? That will continue. Amen. We will get good reports from people. Amen. That God is touched and healed and blessed. Praise God. Praise God. We've released it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give God praise and honor and glory for what he's doing in this place right now. Praise God. Don't forget, don't forget if you've not contributed to the gift basket that's going to a needy family, uh, see Sister Miranda or Sister Debbie before you get out of here or either promise to bring something back tonight. Listen, let's again, I'm just echoing this again. Let's make sure we come back out tonight. There's refreshments in the back after we get done. We're going to have a great time of fellowship and I'm believing God's going to continue to move. Praise God. Praise God. I hope I see you tonight. Amen, amen. Let, let me leave this with you. I know you're going to have tests. You're in tests. Some of you are in a test right now. And we're not ignoring that. We're not overlooking that. Uh, I heard one guy say that, uh, you know, we teach around here that, you know, the more tests and struggles and troubles you go through, the stronger you get. Stronger you get. We believe that. One guy said, all the stuff I've been going through, I be, ought to be able to whip Superman by now. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just still say that I don't put Brother Steve on the spot over here. I am believing God. He, he, he's just on the brink. Amen. Of being filled with the, of being baptized. I like to use that word, baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's too many, there's too many people. N nothing wrong with this. I'm, I'm happy for all the goosebumps that people get. That, that's not a sign of the infilling of the Spirit. That's a sign of God's presence. You do feel His Spirit. That's good. But, but we want to go a step beyond that. We want, just like the disciples preached about, we want an infilling of the Spirit. Amen. And the only sign, amen, there's a lot of signs, but the, but the common sign is God will take that most unruly member of your body 
It's what James said in the Bible. And he'll conquer it. Amen. And you will speak in a tongue that you've never learned before. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're expecting it. He's got my number. You didn't quite get it right here. There's one thing you have to do, though. Here's one thing. You have to, you got to stay biblical here. You've got to have the foundation right. Paul, Peter said, repent. Repent means to ask God to forgive you and mean it. God, I'm sorry. You know, I'm a sinner. And then after you do that, then you begin to thank the Lord. Amen. For this promise, this gift. Thank you, Lord. Some of you had not had a renewing lately. I hope you do that. You have to do that. Do your first works over. Oh, God, I need you. Hallelujah. I'm sorry for my sins. And I need you. And I believe, amen, the promise. And the Spirit of the Lord, without fail, you can't keep God away. Some people think it's just hard. No, 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 no. It's the opposite of that. You can't keep God away from a repentant person. And then all you got to do is just... Yield up that most unruly member of the body. Hallelujah. And you'll become a new creation in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Amen. Hope I see you tonight. Amen. If I don't see you, amen. And I'll see you when I see you. Praise God. (laughs) God bless you. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Everybody, it's Sister Hines' birthday, so we're gonna go ahead and sing. Oh, happy birthday to you! Oh, happy birthday to you! May you feel Jesus near every day of the year. Oh, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! And the best year you've ever. One more time. Oh, happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. May you feel Jesus near every day. Oh, happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. And the best year you've ever had.